Hey, Evan. What? Why was your car always sleepy? I don't know. Because it was tired. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 152, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week is a very interesting week. It's just you and me, folks. Uh, all of my co-hosts are sick or busy and we got to get this job done um, because this is our holiday gift guide episode. Specifically, it's part one. We're talking about video games today. So uh, strap in because I've got a whole bunch of games to talk about, some things you might have forgotten about, some things you know I was going to mention. Um, and we're going to talk about everything video game related. And then next week, we'll come back and uh, Linda and Rob, or some combination thereof, will be here to talk about our board game recommendations. So, uh, before we go too much farther, I do want to take a moment to thank you for listening this week. Uh, I hope the games that you play have been great. Uh, we played some interesting stuff, and we're, I'm actually going to go around the horn. It's just going to be one spot, because uh, it'll just be me, but I, I have a couple of games I want to talk about. Okay, and I would like to take a moment before we begin to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh, I hope the games that you have been playing have been great. Uh, we do want to make our podcast more interactive, so please feel free to reach out to us on social media. Specifically, send, a, send us a message on our Facebook page, um, and either myself or our brand new community manager will uh, respond to you, and perhaps your questions and suggestions will be implemented on the podcast. So, as many of you already know, we alternate our topics between video games and board games. Um, this week, specifically, we're talking about video games, and even more specifically, we're talking about the video games and consoles that we recommend for purchase as holiday gifts. So... Um, you know, ne like I said, next week we're going to come in with the board games. So, um, I guess why don't we go right into it and I'm going to go around the horn of one. Um, and I have two games to talk about. The first one is Nickelodeon Kart Racers. It is a game that is coming to Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Spent a bunch of time uh, with it this weekend. It is exactly what it says on the box. Nickelodeon Kart Racers. It is a kart racing game starring Nickelodeon characters. Um, here is uh, my review, um, is that it is serviceable. Um, it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fine. Um, it isn't, it, here's the issue. Um, I've played Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So as a result, I'm spoiled, um, because that is arguably the best kart racer ever made. Um, and maybe one of the best games ever um you know because it is very good it's very polished the music is great the gameplay is awesome they keep adding to it and this game um everywhere that you compare it to mario kart it falls short with one exception it is available on playstation 4 and xbox one so um here's my recommendations here it, it, number one if you're if, if you are a huge nickelodeon house um specifically if you like spongebob or rugrats or hey arnold yes i just said hey arnold um or if you want the like the teenage mutant ninja turtles because those are the characters that are in this this game then i think this is kind of a no-brainer i mean it's it's inexpensive um 
and it's good enough to to kind of pass the time and it's got these cool characters in it and i think that's very neat um the outside of that if you have a switch i don't know that this game has is a is a really good buy i think at this point if you're going to spend the 40 dollars on this game you may as well just spend the extra 20 and get mario kart and if you already have mario kart i don't recommend buying this game i recommend just playing more mario kart um it, because it just it falls short in every in, in every way. It's not as it doesn't look as good. The driving is not as tight. The music is not as good. However, um, if you want to play a kart racer and all you have is a PS4 or an Xbox One and you have not bought a Switch yet, then I think this is a great buy because it is a genre that is very you know it's it's very um, you know it's ignored right like it, it the they just don't come out on PlayStation Four or Xbox so. Um, and it's definitely one of the better ones in recent memory to have come there. And that's not saying much. There really aren't that many games. So, um, that's my recommendation for that. Um, so it is, um, you know, I, I don't have like a scored review or anything like that to provide, uh, until, um, you know, next week. However, you know, I think it's, a, I think that it is a game that is certainly worth a look. Um, and we had a lot of, and like I said, I've, I've had some fun with it. It's just, it falls short compared to Mario Kart. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is a game called Crayola Scoot. Now Crayola Scoot is interesting because it's a game that we got our hands on initially at E3. Actually, to be specific, we saw a hands-on demo at E3, but we did not get to play it. It is essentially a cross between like a Tony Hawk pro skater combo style skating game, specifically a scooter game and uh, Splatoon. Um, basically, you are a Crayola racer on a scooter, and your job is to race around a track and lay down your ink by doing tricks. So certain tricks spread ink out. You can boost, which spreads ink out. Um, and it follows those mechanics almost perfectly, right? You know, you fill up your, your own ink meter by riding over your own color and, you know, things like that. Um, I thought it controlled well. The animations were neat. Um, there were a bunch of different mini games that you have to play. Uh, some of them more frustrating than others. I really just preferred the color rush, like just run around and spread your ink all over the place mode. Um, you know, you can get new equipment and get new costumes. The game is out this week. Um, I actually think this is kind of cute. I think it's worth a look um, because it is based on that Tony Hawk combo style um, you know, it, there are some folks that, some parents specifically, that might have some, uh, nostalgia for this from the PlayStation 1 era, and I think that that makes it, you know, at least worth, you know, give it a YouTube view, you know, take a look, somebody's gonna be streaming this game or putting some YouTube out, um, take a look at it and see what they, see what you think about it, um, and it, you know, it's certainly inexpensive, it's, it's out already, um, it's a small download, so it's not going to take up a lot of space on your Switch. Um, it's available on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I think this is this is a sleeper good game. Um, a lot of folks are going to look at it and see Crayola and think, oh, this is garbage. Um, I thought it was good um, because it controlled nicely. I had fun with it. Um, it's a little hard for younger players, which because of the Crayola branding, really feels like it's a game that's going to be targeted towards younger players. And here we are. I I don't know that much that very young players are going to be able to get it, but you know here we are. I think that um, you, know, you might have to guide them. 
But, you know, for your 9, 10-year-olds, I think this is going to be a, a, a big hit. So, um, that's Around the Horn. Those are the two games. Nickelodeon Kart Racers, Crayola Scoot. Reviews will be coming soon. Um, but I, I think they are both at least worth a look in certain circumstances. So, let's get to the Holiday Gift Guide. And this is how this works. In no particular order, um, we're just going to throw our... I'm just going to go through our recommendations. Um, as far as the consoles themselves, um, I don't really have any way to rank them. Um, I mean, I have a way to rank them because we have a number system. However, um, really, here's how it goes. I think uh, I am all in on the Switch. If you do not have one yet, um, I think that the library is only getting better. And between Let's Go, um, Hey You, Pikachu, and Hey You, Eevee, um, you know, or no, Hey You Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I, it's, I can't even get the name right. It's, um, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu is the name of the game. I'm sorry. Um, with these, with the new Pokemon game coming out and Smash and then a new Animal Crossing and a new Pokemon next year, we're approaching the, the prime of this game, of this console's life cycle. And it's not even done. You know, this game, this console itself, it's going to have a long life. So if you do not have a Switch yet, um, unless you are very anti-Nintendo for whatever reason, um, I think this is the perfect year to get a Switch. I know a lot of folks didn't want to get it year one because they wanted to wait. They wanted to see if there was, you know, going to be a better library. Maybe Zelda didn't do it for you for some reason. Maybe Mario Odyssey wasn't enough. Well, here we go. We've got both of those games plus a whole lot of indie games. Plus we have Smash, Mario Kart, and now it just continues. So... Um, that's our opinion on the Switch. Um, next is obviously the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, this is kind of a toss-up, and it really depends on your opinions. Um, you know, we are a, outside of the Switch, we're a PlayStation first household. Um, that, that console sees a lot of play. That's where we play a lot of our multi-platform games. Um, that's where we play our online games. Um, and a lot of that comes down to... I just like the controller better, um, but that's obviously going to be a matter of taste. There are some folks that swear by the Xbox controller, and I can't really fault them. Um, the The other big differentiator right now um, is that PlayStation 4 has Spider-Man, and we're going to talk about Spider-Man in a moment when we talk about games, but um, that's a big deal because um, when you deal with exclusives, exclusives matter. Um, and PlayStation not only has Spider-Man, but it has Ratchet and Clank, um, and it's just a, it, it's a great system for families if the Switch is outside of your uh, reach. It's been a rough couple of years for the Xbox, right? Like they really haven't a lot of had a lot of exclusives. They had to cancel games. They have delayed them, um, and some of the games that they've been canceling and/or delaying weren't appropriate for families anyway. So you know, kind of what are you going to do uh, outside of the perennial greatness that is the the Forza series, be it Horizons or Motorsports, unless you really need to have an awesome driving game every year, there hasn't been a lot of reason to own an Xbox. Um, I will say that one advantage to the Xbox now is, um, you know, you can purchase Game Pass, um, which is a subscription service, um, and also EA Access, and between those two services, you can walk home with an Xbox One and really not have to buy a game at launch and just download them. Um, you know, the EA Access Vault includes a lot of great games, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare 1 and 2, um, you know, Need for Speed games, all the sports games, um, you know, maybe not this year's, but older sports titles, which is certainly great. Um, 
And then the Game Pass, which includes Sea of Thieves and Forza Motorsports, uh, Forza Horizons 3. Um, you know, it's just a great package. So uh, they also have announced that, you know, they're, they're really going all in. They bought five new studios. They might be buying a sixth. Um, so the future is bright for Xbox. I just don't know if the future is bright for the Xbox One. Some like seems like some of these purchases might be uh, to help the next console. So that's where we are on the consoles. Um, you know, it's it's again we're all in on the Switch. So um, you know, if you were to ask me what to buy and you had none of them, I would tell you to get that one. Um, meanwhile, the 3DS is not dying. So you know, I can't recommend against that if you have kids that don't have. I have one and maybe they're maybe the switch is out of reach. A 3DS is still a great system. This huge library of older games, including the fact that it's backwards compatible to the Nintendo DS. So that's the consoles. Um, let's go right into games. Um, and I'm not going to belabor the point on any of these games. We're just going to kind of go through it. The first one and probably, I mean, this is going to be my game of the year. So I'll be talking about it between now and January. Um, it's Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. Now it is a rated T game. You are fighting enemies that use guns. Um, and it is, you know, it does deal with, um, you know, some rather violent subject matter. So I can't argue with that. However, um, it's no darker than the Avengers was. Um, and so if you took your kids to see, uh, Infinity War, then I don't see that there would be any reason not to, um, have, let them play this game based on content. Um, I have never felt more like Spider-Man in a video game. Um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, um, and have been since I was a kid, but I have never felt like him before. Um, just swinging around New York is worth it. Um, this is a great game for, you know, I played it with my, uh, with my youngest watching me. She would tell me where to go. Um, and it was a great experience. There's lots of little things to do. You know, if you don't want them to watch story missions, that's fine. Um, there are missions where you chase pigeons, literally chasing pigeons. There are backpacks to find, and there are, <coughs> um, science experiments that you need to complete that don't involve combat. Um, there's stuff to do in this game um, and plenty of challenges to complete, especially if you're a completionist that wants to get a platinum trophy. Um, so Spider-Man PS4, it is my game of the year, hands down, um, and I can't recommend it anymore. Um, next, the game is not out yet, um, but I'm putting it on the recommendations list. Anyway, it comes out in the first week of December, and that is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Switch. Um... What can I say about Smash that I haven't already said? This is a party fighting game that include that will allow up to eight players. It has an enormous number of fighters. Everyone that has ever been in a Smash game before, S Solid Snake, and you know it's crazy. Um, so this is a party game. This is a game that is accessible. Players who have never played fighting games can hop in and play this and just mess around. Um, it is designed to allow new players to participate. Um, I expect that this is going to sell well, and if you have a Switch, this is, should be on your radar. Um, it is not. It, it's it's it is. It says it's a fighting game, and I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words on this one because I'm just so excited. Um, they say it is a um, you know, a fighting game. Don't be afraid of the term fighting game. This really is you know your Pikachu shooting lightning at Kirby. You know, um, so nothing super graphic here. Um, so that is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Next is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Um, 
This is going to be for the younger set. Um, older kids who have a lot of experience with Pokemon might be disappointed with this one. Uh, this game is designed to bridge the gap between the core role-playing game focused um, Pokemon games and uh, Pokemon Go. Um, and it also has a super adorable art style. Um, this is very clearly targeted towards the younger audience. So, um, with that said, uh, every Pokemon fan that I know is buying this game and intending to play it. Um, I think this is going to be, you know, if you have a younger kid, um, who wants to get into Pokemon and maybe they haven't been able to play some of the other games, I think this is going to be one that might be worth giving a look. Um, it has a co-op mode where you can play together, um, and you know we're always fans of that, so... There's two versions. One features Pikachu, one features Eevee. If you don't know who Eevee is, Eevee is like the little Pomeranian dog fox looking thing that can evolve into a bunch of different forms. Um, it's basically a non-Pikachu mascot. Uh, it, this is one of those, it's going to come out in the middle of November. Um, if you want this one, pre-order it. It's going to be hard to find because I know a lot of parents are going to be picking this up. Um, next is Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, this is available on Xbox One, PS4, and now Switch. Um, this is one of the best. Dra this is one of the best fighting games to come out in the last couple of years, um, and it is easily the best Dragon Ball game to come out in the last uh, probably forever. Um, if you are a man or woman of my age, um, then you definitely recommend re remember Dragon Ball uh, Dragon Ball Z, right? We we all remember it, whether we watched it or not. We remember it. The imagery is iconic. It was all over the place. You probably saw a dude in college with a scroll on his wall of Goku doing some nonsense. You know, th this is a video game that literally is that nonsense. Um, it's a three-on-three tag-based fighting game, kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom, only uh, it's all Dragon Ball characters. And you would think, how many characters are there in this game to allow for a, there to be, you know, any kind of variety? Trust me, there's a lot. It's insane. Uh, they have, like, six different versions of Goku, and all of it's fine. Um, this is a also an accessible fighting game. Um, they tried really hard to try and make it so that there was a low floor and a high skill cap. So there's going to be a lot of learning here, but if you just want to run around and play a cartoon and, you know, fight. Uh, this is this is certainly one of them. So that's Dragon Ball Fighters on Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. Um, next is another Switch game. It's Kirby Star Allies. Um, our youngest has been playing this game by herself and loves it. Um, it is a puzzle-based kind of platformer. Um, it is not super hard. It is very forgiving. Um, Kirby, his trick is he eats monsters. He takes their powers um, but in this case, you can throw little hearts out and make friends, and they can follow you. This is also a four-player co-op game. I've played it with all three of my kids, and we love it. Uh, so that's Kirby Star Allies. Um, <coughs> next um, is Nino Kuni 2, The Revenant Kingdom. Yes, all of those words go together. It is an actual video game that came out this year. Um, it is for PlayStation 4 and PC. This is a role-playing game. Um that was uh, done by Level 5, working with um, the same studio, Studio Ghibli, uh, the, that worked with Hio Miyazaki, uh, the guy they did Spirited Away, Howl's uh, Moving Castle. Yeah, this is a big deal. Um, this game is absolutely gorgeous. Um, you play as a character named Evan, who is, you know, going on a story. Um, they... 
the the original title, which came out on PS3, and I'm amazed hasn't been remastered yet, uh, featured like a Pokemon style, you know, you catch monsters and use them to fight for you um, mechanic. This game eschews that in favor of a more action oriented, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a more uh, action oriented style. Um, so, but. I, I don't think that that's going to really, you know, kind of turn anyone away. Um, if you have kids that love that love Pokemon, um, or not Pokemon, if you have kids that love role-playing games or are interested in them, this one is worth a look. Um, next, Nintendo Labo. Kind of have to talk about it. Um, this is weird. There are three kits now. They put out vehicles in the last month or so. Um and if you're looking for a STEM activity and you own a Switch, this is a really cool project. Um, does it have a lot of longevity? No. I wouldn't qualify this as something that's, that you're going to play with for months. <coughs> However, um, is it a really awesome activity that you're going to use for a weekend and remember forever? Yes. Um, you know, so buy them, you know, understand what you're getting. You know, this is not going to be the kind of game that you're going to be using for for eternity, but this is going to be an awesome, you know, Saturday afternoon, rainy day activity, um, that you're going to use. I think it'll be great during the winter. Um, you know, you'll play for a while and then you can kind of call it a day. Um, then, um, so that is Labo. There's three different kits. I look them all up, um, pick which ones you like. Um, you know, the vehicle kit has the advantage of, um, you can make a steering wheel that you can use to actually play Mario Kart with, which is really kind of neat. Um, next, I'm going to talk about Mega Man for a while. So, there are three packages that came out this year that include Mega Man. One of them is Mega Man 11, um, came out for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, and then there were a whole bunch of collections, like uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2, and then the Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Um, I recommend all of these, with the small exception that Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2 is the weakest of the bunch, so if you find a way to skip it, maybe go ahead and do that, because it kind of falls flat. These are all great games. Mega Man is a storied franchise. You know one of my contributors, Jeremy, uh, is a huge fan, um, and has talked about it ad nauseum, um, and I'm, he's, got, he's actually writing a whole bunch of content for us now about Mega Man and why it's important, but... Um, you know, if you just search up Mega Man, uh, you will see a whole bunch of options for games this year. Um, Mega Man 11 is a great place for newcomers to start. It has a casual mode where you can't even fall into pits. Um, I'm not even kidding. Uh, I loved it because I'm terrible at video games. You guys know the drill. Hashtag Steve is bad at games. But um, definitely recommending all the Mega Man titles this year. They're all great. Uh, the Legacy Collections are a great way to let your kids experience older games. They have save states and things like that that helps kind of overcome some of the crazy challenges. Um, and, you know, these games hold up. So that is Mega Man. <coughs> Excuse me. This May, Mario Tennis Aces came out. Um, we haven't really talked a lot about it since, but this is a great multiplayer title um this is if you like playing Wii tennis on your Wii with your family this can re help you relive some of those memories the difference is you'll be playing it with better graphics and with recognizable mario characters it also has online play um it is gorgeous it's mechanically sound um this is a fun game if you are into tennis um next 
Um, forgive me, I am going to mispronounce this, but it is Adventure Time, the Pirates of the Enchiridion. Um, Adventure Time may have ended this year, but that doesn't mean the video game fun is over. So if your family enjoyed that franchise um, and are sad that it is over and want one more adventure in the Adventure Time world, uh, this is a game on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, it is an open world um, you know, kind of turn-based role-playing game uh, where you run around and you make decisions, you play as the characters. Um, I went and saw it at E3. The advantage here is it looks like an episode of the cartoon, only it's longer. So if you love Adventure Time, this is one that is worth a look. Um, next, let's talk about Sonic Mania. So Sonic Mania came out last year. This year, they put out Sonic Mania Plus. Um, it's out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. The difference is... Um, they gave us, you know, some additional content, but also it includes two new characters, Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. Um, essentially, you are playing the game, but you have these two options, and the two characters have different powers and different movement abilities that help you get through the levels differently. Um, if you did not buy Sonic Mania last year, this is a great package. And again, it's available on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um... Speaking of role-playing games a few games ago, uh, sometimes you just need to play a giant, epic-length, gorgeous JRPG. Um, they're saying it's going to be a snowy winter, so what better way uh, to pass that winter but to you know climb under a nice warm blanket, have some hot cocoa, and beat up some slimes. So Dragon Quest Eleven is out on PS4 and PC. Um, it is very long. Uh, there's a lot of exploration in this game, but man, is it fun, um, and it is absolutely stunning. I got my hands on it in E3. Uh, they let me play for 15 minutes. I would have played for four hours um, standing up. Uh, it's just so good. Um, so uh, I definitely recommend that. Um, again, it's on PS4 and PC. Um, next, I'm gonna, of course I'm going to talk about Valkyria Chronicles. Um, Valkyria Chronicles 4 is available on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Uh, I think Switch is probably the definitive place to play it just because of the portability. Um, this is a, um, you know, it's a tactical role-playing game set in an alternate past World War One, where there's magic and it's on a fantasy world, so you think that it's not really an alternate history, but just roll with me on this one. Um, you'll get what I mean when you see it. Um, this game is super cool. Um, it is gorgeous because of the hand-drawn art style. Um, I think everyone who likes strategy games needs to take a look at this game. Um, so, yeah, it, it's already out. It's getting great reviews. Um, if you played Mario and uh, plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle the other year, um, well, by the other year, I mean last year, and liked it, then this is a good one to give a look to. It's a little bit more serious, but at the same time, it's, it's gorgeous uh, and super fun. Um... So, I guess I'm going to talk about a Toys to Life game. There is one that came out this year, and it came out this week, actually. It's Starlink, the battle for Atlas. Um, Longtime fans of the show will know. Uh, that was my game of the show for E3 this year. Um, it blew me away. Um, it is easily the best Star Fox game ever, uh, that has ever been made. Um, I know that's a bold claim, but go ahead and at me. It is the best Star Fox game ever made. Um and even better, if you buy it on Switch, which is the definitive place for families to play this game, um, you actually get Star Fox missions um, that are exclusive. Um, 
super rad. Um, the toys are cool. Um, and you, you attach the ships to your controller, and no, it doesn't make the controllers really weirdly balanced. Um, I don't know how they did it, but it's wizardry. Um, so Forza Horizon 4 is the next game. That's an Xbox One exclusive. Um, this time you go to England instead of Australia, um, and there are seasons now. Um, you would think that these are small changes, but it does make a difference. Um, the, the game time passes there one season per week. So there are some challenges that you might only be able to complete during a given season. Um, but that does change the way the game drives. Man, it's absolutely stunning. If you like racing games, this is the definitive game to get this year. Um, next is Just Dance 2019. Um, that is a... Uh, I mean, what else is there to say about us a dancing game? Listen, if you like these games, you don't even need me to recommend it, but I'm going to put it here anyway. It's available on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, they're going to be... I'm going to be doing the gift guide for 2030, and there's going to be a Just Dance game on it. These are... They sell like crazy. Everybody who plays them loves them. They're not... You know, they just add new music, put, put together some new dances, and it's great. Um, so... I haven't even seen it other than I saw an advertisement for it at E3 and I'm recommending it because, um, every, I mean, there's really, it's impossible to not have fun playing this game as long as you don't take it yourself, take yourself too seriously. Um, and lastly, Spyro reignited trilogy. So let's talk about this. Spyro the dragon is not just a Skylander. I know a lot of people say that. You know, and a lot of kids are going to remember him as a Skylander. Um, but he's not. Before that, he was in his own series of 3D action platformers. Even more interestingly, he was the guy. Um, you know, he, he really, you know, when it comes to 3D, um, outside of Mario, you know, he was one of the f forerunners. Um, and a lot of his games came out before we figured out what, 3D games were supposed to do and look like. He, he was a 3D game before there were analog controls, right? Like it was just, you know, D-pads, which is crazy. So um, Vicarious Visions has rebuilt the first three Spyro games with insane levels of detail. I interviewed them at E3. Um, they did not have any of the original code, so they had to remake everything. And they did so. Um, so if you are a parent who remembers playing Spyro as a kid and wants to reintroduce those games to your children, this is the definitive way to do it. It's available on PS4 and it, uh, and Xbox One later on this year, uh, and I cannot recommend this one enough. It's, they have not said anything about it coming to Switch. However, I expect that that will happen. <laughs> Excuse me. So... Those are our recommendations. I'm sure we missed some stuff. I'm sure you guys have some recommendations too. Um, and we are also going to have some more recommendations regarding specifically smaller titles, um, you know, in indie games. And that's going to be in our next uh, in our next video game episode. Um, give you a hint. Probably be talking about The Messenger a whole lot there. Um, but these are our, you know, kind of big console games, these meaty experiences. I definitely wanted to get these out there first so you could start building your lists. Um, but I'll certainly take suggestions. Reach out to us on Facebook. Let me know what games we missed. What things do you think people should be giving to their families or their friends um, that maybe I didn't mention? And, you know, we'll talk about that on our next episode. Um, so 
I do want to thank you for listening. Um, you know, this is, it's an honor to have an opportunity to record this podcast and have you guys, you know, listen to us. Um, I do, you know, have a favor to ask. Um, everybody knows someone who needs to listen to this show. They may not know they need to listen to this show, but everybody knows somebody. So what I want you to do is do me a favor this week. Take the link for our podcast, dump it to somebody in Facebook Messenger or maybe in a text message and say, hey, why don't you give this podcast a try um, because they're doing good work or you know whatever you want to say. Uh, because... Uh, spreading the message and having more people listen to us, um, that would be a, you know, a great service to us. A bigger audience means we'd be able to do more cool things for you. Um, and then we can let this baby grow together. You know what I mean? So uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole crew so you won't just be listening to me yammer into a microphone. Um, but uh, until next week, I don't want you to forget, make sure to get your family game on. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.